the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I don't know where you keep your Bible. If it's on a bookshelf at your house and you walk in and you need, you, you got stuff going on and Paul, you ought to be running over there, getting a book out and start reading. If you don't have a Bible you carry on your phone, you ought to be running in a circle. Okay? And someone said, what are you doing? I'm, you just tell them, I'm running towards the Word of God. Amen, amen, amen. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us tonight. The difficult times we live in begs the question, where is God during our most challenging times? We believe the more the world becomes chaotic, the more we need to draw closer to God and learn to trust in Him. The Bible is our source for all things that sustain us as Christians. Philippians 4.7 tells us that we can have the kind of peace that transcends all understanding, even when the world seems to be completely out of control. Over the next 30 minutes, Pastor Dudley Rutherford is going to share a message meant for everyone listening right now. We know it is no accident you are with us tonight, for God orchestrates all things perfectly. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with tonight's message. How many of you have ever struggled eating the right kind of food? Okay, you are far more honest than the previous service. How many of you eat Oreos all day and you just don't care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to turn down an Oreo cookie, let me tell you. I don't, I don't care what's inside that thing, it's good. How many of you have ever struggled staying within a budget. You've ever struggled with that? Raise your hand, okay? How many of you have ever struggled being consistent in exercising? Raise your hand if that's a struggle for some of you, okay? Uh, I, I see a pattern developing here. How many of you have ever, be honest, you've texted while you were driving an automobile. Raise your hand if you've done that. Okay. How many of you have ever uh, struggled having a quiet time every single day? You struggle with that, okay? Uh, Our successes and failures are often determined by our ability to be consistent. I want to give you three things that you need to do every single day. Number one, write this down. You need to hear the plan. That's step number one. You've got to know what God wants from you. I'm amazed at the detail of instruction that God gives to Joshua. And then how Joshua, he must have been paying attention, took very good notes, because Joshua took everything he heard from God And then he shared it with the priest and the soldiers 
and the Israelites. And the Israelites, they were obedient. They must have been obedient. They must have been attentive. They must have been responsive to what Joshua was telling them. They had what we would call in a figure of speech, ears that hear. Jesus told his disciples on several occasions, he who has ears, let him hear. And what Jesus was saying when he says, he who has ears, let him hear, he's saying that whenever the Lord is talking, and whatever he's saying, we should take that to heart. And so I say to you in being victorious and listening to God, the most important thing is to listen, listen, and listen. Because if, if God is talking, you and I should want to know what he's saying. And that's why I say that whatever you're up against and seems impossible, you ought to be running towards the word of God. I don't know where you keep your Bible. If it's on a bookshelf at your house and you walk in and you need, you, you got stuff going on and Paul, you ought to be running over there, getting a book out and start reading. If you keep your Bible uh, on the coffee shelf, when you get home, you ought to run over there to the coffee shelf and open it up and read the Bible. If you keep it on your nightstand, your family ought to at least see you at least once a month, open the door running. Where's dad going? Oh, he's going in to get the Bible. He run in there and open it up and start reading. If you don't have a Bible you carry on your phone, you ought to be running in a circle. Okay? And someone said, what are you doing? I'm, you just tell them, I'm running towards the Word of God. Amen, amen, amen. I'm dizzy. So often we run to our unsaved friends. We run to the horoscope. We run to palm readers. We run to the latest gadget or to some convention. We run to drugs. We run to alcohol. We run to some self-help book. Some of you run to the preacher. Preacher, you got to help me. You need to read the Bible. That's what I'm going to say to you. Read God's Word. Can someone say Amen. I know some of you have legitimate issues. They're legitimate. I understand. Yes, you're up against impossible situations. They are weighing you down. I get that. I understand that. But so often, we end up searching for the next high. We're searching for the next thrill. We're searching for the next relationship. Stop searching all those things and start searching for the Word of God. I I tell you, uh, we, we spend, a lot of us, we're just, we talk all the time. We talk, 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 talk. God's talking. We don't even hear him because we're talking. Talk, talk. God's thinking, listen, listen, listen. Talk, 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 talk. And if you ever do start talking to God, about half of that conversation is just you arguing with God. Because when God's trying to talk to us, we're, we're not even paying attention. We're not listening. And what we need to do is to push the pause button. Can you say Amen. I want you to write this down. We've got to stop arguing with God. You don't have ears that hear if you're arguing. It would shock you if you only knew how better off your life would be 
If you stopped arguing with God, stop ignoring God and start listening to God. I mean, I live a great life, but the most fulfilling times in my life is when I shut everything out and get alone somewhere with my Bible and I open it up and I read not to prepare a sermon where I read it just to hear what God has to say. It's the most fulfilling time of your life if you'll find time to do that. Some of you can't see your way out of your situation because it just seems so overwhelming to you. And so you're looking around, doing all this. You just need to slow down, be still, and and listen to God. Write this down. The truth is God is not intimidated by your impossible situation. Sit down and listen to what God has to say. Number two, write this down. Hear the plan. Number two, follow that plan. Whatever it is that God says to you, you should be obedient. I have as a mandate there, left, right, 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 left, right. Just be like a soldier obeying the commands of your commander, the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's, you know, just interesting to me that for 40 years that they'd been walking in the desert. I don't know if you've ever really, really, really been in the desert walking around. I mean, it's, it's not fun. It's not easy. And, and, and it's hot, and you get thirsty, and there's venomous snakes. And the Bible says that there were scorpions, and they've been walking and walking and walking and walking for 40 years. There were no water parks out there, okay? There weren't any golf courses, no beaches, 40 years of just walking and walking, and finally they get right to the edge of the promised land. We we want to get in there where the land is flowing with milk and honey. How do we get in there? And God says, just keep walking. We've been walking for 40 years. I know, just keep walking. Those were the instructions that God gave to them. Keep walking. I want to read to you a paragraph at this point in your journey Uh, to conquer the obstacles that stand in your way of victory, I want you to know that you can climb any mountain by taking one step at a time. Consistency is fundamental, and yet it's one of the biggest problems in a world full of unlimited distractions and numerous options. Consistency is the one of the hardest virtues to master. Joshua and his men had to do the same task every day for seven days. Day four required the same discipline as day one. Day five demanded the same commitment as day two. Day six and seven required the same fortitude as day four. The task may have sounded boring, and the instructions may have seemed trivial or inconsequential, but the secret to most successes is doing the right thing and doing it each and every day. I want you to write this down. Your mentality needs to be take life one day at a time. And the reason for that is because the truth of the matter is all you have is today, this day. This is it. Jesus had said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, anyone who looks back, you just look back. You can't go back. If you just look back, you're not fit for service in the kingdom of God. In other words, yesterday is gone. Good or bad, it's gone. The richest man in the world, I don't know how much money you have. How much money do you have? Well, uh, well, Imagine you being the richest man in the world. The richest man in the world 
could take all of his money, every dime, the richest man, he could give it all to go back and live one, to live, redo yesterday, he can't do it. He can't do it because it's gone. The wisest man in the world cannot redo yesterday. The strongest man in the world cannot go and redo yesterday because it's gone. And tomorrow isn't here yet. Jesus said in Matthew 6, do not even worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. In other words, if it gets here, and you have no guarantee that tomorrow will even come, even if it got here, uh, it has enough worries of its own. Don't worry about it. All you have is today. Proverbs 27, I'll put this on the screen, verse 1, do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring. What that means, don't boast about tomorrow because you don't know what today is going to be. You don't even know if you're going to get through this day. The key to victory is to get up every day and to just do the right thing. It's not complicated. I'm looking for something deep, preacher. This ain't deep. This is just simple. It's easy. It's not complicated. Get up every day today, this day. It's all you got. I know that you want to eat right. Amen? (laughs) Can you eat right for the next 12 hours? I know that some of you want to be more loving towards your spouse. The question is, can you be more loving towards your spouse just today? Just today. Can you do it just for one day? I know some of you want to be better students of the Word of God. Can you read the Bible just today? Dads, listen to me. I know, and wives, you might not know this, but dads, I know you want to be a better dad. You want to be a better husband. I know that. Wives, you want to be a better wife. You want to be a better mother. Can you be that just today? I know some of you would like to get off of the drugs. You'd like to get off of the alcohol. Can you do it just today? I know many of you, you don't want to curse, but you've just, you've done it your whole life and it's a bad habit and you're trying to stop. The Bible talks about fresh water and salt water cannot come out of the same spring. Whatever in your heart comes out of your mouth. And I know, I know you don't want to cuss. My question is, can you not cuss just today? I know today that some of you You know, you got all kinds of issues that you're battling. Can you just do right today? I know, I know that you want to serve God with all of your heart. It's hard. I know what you want to do. Can you do it just today? Number three, hear the plan. Number two, follow the plan. But here's where it gets tough. You got to stick with the plan. You got to stick with it. Stay with it. Persevere. The mandate is let us not become weary. Let's not grow tired of doing the right thing. Now, I want you to put your thinking caps on for this next section, all right? We're going to go back to the text. I think that some of the Israelites had to be discouraged for two reasons. Number one, they didn't know how long they were going to have to keep walking around the walls. You see, when God told Joshua, God told Joshua seven days. But starting in verse 6, if you read the text, and I've read it, it's not in there. Joshua never tells Israel that it's going to be seven days. 
Are you with me? God told Joshua seven days. But starting in verse 6, when Joshua begins to explain to the priest and the soldiers, eh, get up the ark, walk around, he never said, hey, we're going to do this for seven days. He didn't tell them how many days. So when they're walking, they don't know how long they got to keep walking. Look at verse 10 and look at it carefully. It says that Joshua had commanded the people, do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the what? Until He doesn't say seventh day. He just says, you all just keep marching, we're going to do this until the day, until the day that I tell you to shout. Now, when you hear me tell you to shout, you shout. Verse 11 says that they took the Ark of the Covenant, they got it in the line, they marched around the walls, but after they marched around the walls, they returned to camp and they spent the night. It's as though he didn't reveal to them how long they'd be in that difficult situation. They didn't know. They didn't know how long they had to keep walking. But here's the second thing, very important. There was never any progress in their impossible situation. They took a a whole lap, not knowing how long they had to keep walking. They went around the whole walls, and nothing fell. Imagine if after one lap, a couple of blocks had fallen. How encouraging that would have been. Well, that would have motivated them to do it again the next day, right? And so the second day, they imagine if they walked around the next day and, and some more blocks fell down at camp, base camp. Man, did you see that? We're walking under those, those walls and they're getting loose. I can see them starting to fall. The third day and the fourth day they walked. Imagine after four days that a fourth of the wall was down. How encouraging would that have been for them to keep walking? It would have motivated them. But here they are on day five, almost an entire week. They don't know how long they had to keep going. There is no progress whatsoever in their impossible situation. Lap one, nothing happened. Lap two, nothing happened. Lap three, nothing happened. Lap four, nothing happened. Lap five, nothing happened. The question is this. Will you keep doing what God asked you to do even though you don't see any progress in your impossible situation? Oh, that's a good question. Will you keep reading your Bible even though you're not getting anything out of it? Will you keep praying even though you don't feel like God's answering your prayers the way you think they ought to be answered? Will you keep praying? Will you keep tithing even though you haven't seen the floodgates of heaven open up? You tried it for like one paycheck. You didn't didn't see any response, so you just quit. Will you keep sharing your faith? Even though no one has ever responded to you sharing your faith. Will you hang in there when things get tough? Because there will come a time, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, where you will want to quit. Because you don't see any progress. Don't quit on lap five. Okay? Just because you don't see any progress. Because you're going to get into marriage and it's going to seem like your marriage is falling apart and it's not getting any better, and you've tried this, and you've tried this, and you've tried this, and the marriage just is not getting better, and all of a sudden you say, hey, I'm out of here. Really? You're quitting? Yeah, I'm out. I see no progress. My job is terrible. I'm out. My church is terrible. I'm out of there. The storms 
the clouds. It's too bleak. I can't handle this. I'm out. The Bible says these words in Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good because at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We will. Here's the mentality. Write this down. Never, 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 never give up. Because as we close to sing invitation, your blessing is just around the corner. Imagine if they had quit on day five or day six. Don't quit. Keep doing the right thing. Amen? I got to tell you a story. I met this guy. His name's Bob Wheeland. He's the greatest athlete I've ever met. Now, I know some of you think you're good athletes, but this is the greatest athlete I've ever met. 1969, the Vietnam War, he stepped on a landmine and lost both his legs. And he became a weightlifter. I got a picture of what he looks like. You can see he's strong. He walks. You can see how he walks. He puts his hands here, swings his torso through. Hands forward, swing. That's how he walks. He became a weightlifter. He once benched over 500 pounds. He actually won some contests, but he was disqualified because in the rules, the rules state that the contestant has to wear tennis shoes. And he said, well, how can I wear tennis shoes? I don't have any legs. I lost them in the Vietnam War. Rules are rules. He lost uh, he was uh, disqualified. He, he ran once. The picture on the right in the yellow, he did the Boston, he did the L.A. Marathon. Took him 170 hours to complete, to finish, but he finished. I met him at a prayer rally uh, back in Iowa on the steps of the Capitol building. And he had walked across the entire United States of America, starting here in California. Had a bunch of people with him. I tell this story in the book. When they got to the Arizona border, they all went back. Said, see you later. He went all the way across the country. It took him almost four years clear across the country. He estimated that he put his hands down, swung his torso through, that he took 4.9 million steps. But he finished. And if you ask him which step of the 4.9 million was the hardest, he will tell you the first one. Tomorrow's gone. Tomorrow's, you're not promised. All you got is today. Will you today, today, take that first step just today? and do the right thing. Let's stand and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, bless this invitation and bless those who are here. And I just ask God, in the name of Jesus, for those of us that struggle with consistency, that you would give us the fortitude just to do, God, what you've called us to do today. And if tomorrow comes for us to get up and do it again tomorrow, we pray in Jesus' name and all God's people say. In these uncertain times, we know as Christians there's a great comfort available to us in the form of prayer. If you feel the need right now for someone to pray with, we have phone counselors standing by, ready to take your call. Our number is easy to dial, 
It's 888-818-4777. If you are unable to get through on your first try, please be sure to try again. Our phone number again is 888-818-4777. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says Monthly Devotional. There is a place on the Monthly Devotional page where you can enter your name and email address and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.